Welcome to Empowered Women series. This is where we are trying to get more women into positions of power so that we can create true gender equality in this world. So in this process, we talk to women who impress us, who influence us, and share their stories with the rest of the world. And today we have Fran Sharp with us. Fran, can you just say a teeny bit about yourself? Okay. Hi. So uh, um, obviously I'm Fran and I have been at Bloomberg for like 28 years. But before that, I worked for radiations. I was a special ed teacher. You know, I've had, um, I look at our interns coming in now and realize that when I did an inter internship, I stacked um, styrofoam cups. I don't think they're actually legal anymore. So people have come, have come a long way. I've come a long way from styrofoam cups. But um, I'm at Bloomberg. I had multiple jobs there. I, Mike Bloomberg told me when I started, he said, why do you leave a job? And I said that, and this is true, I think, for a lot of people, I get bored. I don't like to do the same thing over and over again. So I don't like repetitive type of things. So, and if I get good at something, then I'm bored and I want to do something else. Yeah. So uh, right now I manage our contingent workers and our contractors. We have about 900 globally. And these are all the people, the non-employees, the people you bring in for special projects, unique skills, you know, different types of things, anything from a photographer to a stringer to a makeup artist to someone you know who has a specific programming skill but i've been in media i've been in radio i've been in marketing you know i've just every time at bloomberg and this is what mike had told me in the beginning that i got bored i just went okay what can i do next and the one thing i will tell people is i never went into a job that i thought i was really qualified for you know it's just i always wanted to go into a job where i could learn and I could sort of reinvent and do something new. And to me, that's what keeps me sort of excited and engaged is always doing something new and trying to find out those solutions. I'm a solutions person. Yeah. If somebody has a problem, you know, I want to find a solution to it. And, you know, people say that, you know, some people are out of the box. Yeah, I'm in a different planet. <laughs> because I just, I just don't believe that you can, you know, people, I think, tend to think very, you know, sort of, this is, think of a box. You know, if you look at a box, I look at a box, and I go, I can put index cards in here, I can put pencils in here, I can store my receipts. Give a box to a child, and they're gonna build a fort, they're gonna build a hat, you know, and they're gonna turn it into just a wonderful home for a turtle. I mean, they're gonna do all these things with it because they haven't been forced into that box yet. And that's how I think you have to think about things. And that's why I think I'm able to come up with solutions because I start out with the premise that I can do it. And then I try and find all the reasons I can do it. A lot of people start out with the premise, we can't do that. Yeah, that so. is true. That is true. I have heard legions from uh, that, you know, there's a saying at Bloomberg that if you can't do something, then you have to ask Fran and she'll tell you how to do it. And well, I always tell people, I may not know how to do it, but I know who to find to help you do it. You know, and that's part of it is creating a network. And I think that's something that women need to do a better job of is creating that network. You know, and the part of part of being a network is you're part of that network. 
So if I come to you for help, at some point you might come to me for help because you have expertise that I don't have. You know, and but you empower all those people around you. And sometimes empowering people is a question of getting them, I want to say, to buy into the idea. And they, you are often pleasantly surprised because they have a new take on this. And you go, wow, I didn't think about that. You know, and in Bloomberg, we're in an open environment. <laughs> right now, we're in a closed environment. But you stand up, you can just stand up at your desk and go, I'm having trouble with this. And someone will say, oh, I just did something on that. Or let me help you with that. But you have to, you know, it's no different than friendships. You have to be a friend to have a friend. So also the vulnerability of asking for help, you know, it needs to come from organizations to culture. And I, I have heard a lot about your brownies also. Well, okay. I would tell you the recipe, but then I'd have to bury you in the backyard. So, so one of the things, in, actually I'll give credit again to Mike Bloomberg. So in his book, he goes, a slice of pizza goes a long way. So, you know, if you get people together in a room and they'll talk to each other, but if you get them together around a pizza box, the conversation gets better. Because people like to be fed. So my brownies have eight different kinds of chocolate, um, including, you know, chocolate from Maine, from Stonewall Kitchen, and, you know, chocolate chips. And then because they don't have enough chocolate in them, I ice them as well. But I started this years ago. And it was like, when I needed to get something done, I needed 10 computers to be delivered somewhere. And I had made brownies one day and the guy in the, um, in our tech department said, boy, we haven't had brownies, brownies in a long time. And the next day I showed up with brownies and I got the computers in the afternoon. I mean, it was that fast. So now it's sort of a running joke. It's sort of that, you know, you know, what do I need to do to, you know, to get this done. And I go, well, there could be brownies in your future. So try not to overdo it. You don't want to overfeed the natives. But you know, but, but you know what? It's, it's just a question of, I like to remember people's birthdays. I like to remember different types of things that are going, you know, going on. People like to be remembered. You know, and I think today in the pandemic society that we're in, it's important to reach out to people that you know, people you care about. I reach out, we have virtual coffees where we have coffee with somebody, you know, and we have an, an internal video system. And it's important to reach out and say, how are you doing? Someone's living in a 400 square foot apartment in New York City by themselves. And they really, you know, they really appreciate the fact that you took the time to say, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Someone just sent me a card, which really touched me because she just said, you were the only person that reached out to me. And then I made myself reach out to other people. But we set up this, we now have, we have it actually set up called virtual coffee. And um, we have dozens of people on this. And you set up, we put people in random pairs on a Monday. And then the first person in the pair sets up the first coffee. But you can't talk about work. You can talk about where you went to school. Do you have a favorite recipe? Do you have a pet? You know, what is it that you miss the most? You know, if you could only eat something, you know, the rest, 
one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pretzels seems to be a big answer. I don't know why. But, you know, the kind of things that, you know, what is it, you know, where's the first place you want to go when you finally get out of this house? You know, all those kinds of things. But just having a conversation with people. I had a conversation with someone the other day that I knew her in passing. I would like, I probably walked by her 10 times a day. But I didn't know that she lived in Israel. And the reason that they came back, she worked in Israel for nine years. The reason she came back is she has a daughter who's dyslexic and they didn't have good schools to get American, you know, training over there. So they came back, you know, it's sort of, you don't know people's lives. You don't know what people are going through. I've also met a lot of pets. You know that the animal shelters are doing very well because people are adopting pets because they want, you know, people want companionship. So the answer is whether it's a brownie or it's a cupcake or it's something, it goes a long way. It makes people know that you do care. And I genuinely do care. You know, yeah. you can't do it if you don't mean it. Yeah, and you know, and as women, we, we do have nurturing nature. And why, why work against that nurturing nature? Why not use it to be better leaders? And you just do it naturally, but you know, it's, it's a strategic point. Like, why not use our natural nature to be better leaders? There used to be something way before the internet and way before cell phones and iPads called a Franklin Planner. And it was a big notebook. And they would train you how to use it, you know, to write in your appointments and all of that. One of the things that they did in the training was to write down something about the person you just met with. So if you would go, so next week I had a follow-up meeting with somebody, but he told me that he was leaving early on Friday, couldn't meet with me on Friday, could we meet on Thursday because his daughter was getting married on Sunday. So when I met with him the following week, I had written this down in my Franklin planner. And I said, how was your daughter's wedding? Tell me about the wedding. He goes, oh, let me show you the picture of me walking her down the aisle. You know, and just, first of all, as I said, I'm genuinely interested in people, but it changed the whole nature of the conversation. Because you remembered something about them. You know, I, I checked with a woman this morning because when I talked to her two days ago, her puppy had to go into the vet. So I said, I'm checking on you, but I want to know how the puppy's doing. Good news is the puppy's fine. That's nice. But if you care about people that care about you, I think that's really important is you learn things about people and you want to learn that commonality. And I bet that most people would be surprised to know that they have things in common with people they thought they never have anybody in common. So one of the things, and it's one of your next things, is sort of, you know, mentoring. We do a lot of mentoring. And um, that's, I always start with mentees and make them write down lists of what they like and what they don't like. But sometimes you get a mentee that you're like, this person and I have nothing in common. We painted a high school in the Bronx, Thomas Jefferson High School. And they paired me up with a 16-year-old girl from sort of an inner city type of home. And they, I mean, we had, first thing she did was told me I didn't know how to paint. My lines weren't straight and I was, you know, put too much paint, you know, I was like, no, get away from me. But, but, you know, and she talked about her family and we talked about a little bit. Well, she went on, it's 
group called Public Color. She went on to college. She and I painted like three high schools and we did a community center. She went to college. She asked if I would be her mentor in college. And I went, sure, why not? You know, well, she and I today are friends. I mean, I'm so proud of her. First person out of eight kids to go to college in her family. And um, not only did she graduate from college, but she's now in a master's program at Hunter. Wow. You know, worked for two years. And this is truly somebody who came from what I guess you'd call the projects. And what would what would a middle class, you know, white girl from Kansas City, Missouri have in common, you know, with an African American, you know, girl from a project? And you know what? We like some of the same books. We like some of the same food, but we've become friends. And now I've got her mentoring some other people. I don't know, that kind of thing makes me feel good because that's the whole idea of the, the sort of pay it forward, have people do other things, you know, do something for somebody else. Yeah. In, in a lot of your, uh, I know, you know, a lot of these things that you're talking about, whether it's brownies, whether it's your, you know, mentorship model of paid forward and all those things, a lot of these things come from your own nature of caring for people. Uh, does some of it come from the, your organization? Like, you know, because you have told me that Mike Bloomberg says that people are our number one product. I think it's, I'm sorry. I didn't no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's it, yeah. You know what I'm asking. Well, I think what I like about Bloomberg is it was the right place for me. My personality fit in here. I've worked places before. I actually had a boss once who told me that, that my problem was that I did too much for other people. And she thought that was a problem. Yeah, I mean, people are funny. You know, people are just, you know, funny the way they are, but Bloomberg has allowed me to, you know, to not only succeed from a job standpoint and also to move every time I got bored. As I said, I've had like eight different jobs, but it's also, I do volunteerism. Uh, I'm very active with Ronald McDonald House. You know, last year I got the Hero for Hope Award for 25 years worth of service. Wow. And it was really cool because everybody, um, there were three people honored for the year and people stood up and, you know, talked a lot about themselves and everything like that. And I just told a story and I said, why, you know, why do you keep doing this? And I said, well, I used to be the cupcake and brownie lady because I would bake for the house and bake for a lot. I mean, it's a big house. They have 90 rooms. And I would, you know, have the kids bake with me or ice <coughs> cupcakes, cookies. So we had a little boy and he had three cupcakes and two of them had just way too much icing on them. You know, they had icing and they had M&Ms and they had jelly beans and everything. And the third one didn't have any icing on it. And I said to the little boy, I said, do we want to ice, you know, the third cupcake? And he said, well, the pink one's for my mom and the green one's for my sister. And that one is just like me. It doesn't have any hair because it's sick. Oh. And I went, but it's such a beautiful cupcake. You know, and when I think of, you know, I feel so lucky that, you know, that not only do I get to do this, but Bloomberg has has sponsored this as well, sponsored Ronald McDonald House and, you know, 
right now during all the pandemic, we are actually, we can't go there, but our catering company is, is supplying dinners at least once a week for all the families, for 90 families. And then we have um, canceled a lot of the company functions. We have a um, summer picnic for 12,000 of your closest friends on Randall's Island. And we've taken all the money from that. We're not having a picnic and we're giving it to all these charities. So I'm working for a company that I share the ideas with, you know. That, that is true. It's, it's a perfect marriage, you know. Yeah. It's not always perfect, but, you know, it's... <laughs> it's a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I think everybody's learning, you know, that, you know, that we love our significant others, but, you know, 24-7. You know, I, I have found it very useful to use your model of uh, to get general clarity about yourself, you know, the self-exploration tool that you taught me, things that I like and things that I dislike because everyone is looking for doing the job that they love and many people most of us don't know what is it that you love so tell us more about that tool so when i do i do a lot of mentoring and then even with friends is i always tell people and you know old-fashioned i say write it down don't put it on your ipad don't put it in your phone write it down take a piece of paper and write it down and make two columns and put the things that you love to do you know the things that Every day makes you happy. You know, I like being in the fresh air. I like, you know, taking walks or, you know, I like getting organized. I, you know, I like doing whatever it is. And the things that you don't like, like for myself, I don't like repetitive jobs. I think I would be a terrible bank teller. I'd just be a caretaker. I just, I couldn't, it just wouldn't do anything for me. I wouldn't want to get up in the morning and go to work. But if people take that and then you look at it, and it starts to sink in. And every person, practically every person, I would say every person has used it and they come back and they go, you're right. Or else I said, well, if you do something today, add it to your list. So get a little note card and just start writing it down. And then when you're looking to evaluate, you wanna make a new job, you wanna change within your job, what do you like? It also helps you communicate that. You know, when someone comes in and interviews for a job. I'm good with people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a people person. Well, but if you can say, you know, I like to solve problems. I'm the person who likes to look at a big picture, but I also like to roll up my sleeves and actually be part of the solution. I don't do well on committees when um, I was on the Heart Association gala one year. And they spent two hours deciding what color pink the invitation should be. I don't care. But if you send me into that room and say, you know, let's let's create flower bouquets, you know, in reds to to accent the table. Just give me a bowl and some flowers, and I'll I'll do. It. I want to be part of it. Like Ronald McDonald asked, I don't want to go to a dinner and give X amount of dollars. I want to serve the kids. I want to decorate cupcakes. I want to be there in the spring when we're planting flowers, you know, and, and all these kinds of things, because that does it for me. That's what makes, you know, sort of me feel good. But make a list, get a piece of paper and write it down. And you'll look at that list and you'll think about it. And when you're looking for something else in your life, 
go towards the things that you like. So that will make you happy. This my thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing in all the things that you are saying. One is obviously you know that extremely simple tool, but it's it's such a important framework for decision making or understanding yourself. Just two columns of what you love and what you don't love. And uh, the thing that you were talking about nonprofits, yes, I have seen those scenarios also, and uh, where 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 there are just way too many thinkers, not enough doers. And uh, because nonprofits always have limited resources, they need equal of both. So we can't just sit and, you know, all of us can't sit and think what color pink. Yeah. Somebody needs to put those flowers together. Somebody needs to put flowers together. Someone needs to serve meals at Ronald McDonald House. You know, there, there's an art to putting just the right around mac and cheese on that plate, you know. We also have people standing around. So when someone's got a child in one arm and a plate in the other, you know, we have people who walk up to them and go, let me help you. Let me hold that plate for you. What would you like? Do you want a roll? Do you want a piece of chicken? What you, you know? And the other thing that we did, Ronald McDonald House, is the first time that we started doing the meal service, it's been over, you know, quite a few years now, they had hamburgers and hot dogs. And <laughs> I threw a little bit of a temper tantrum to her. I said, Never again. We have to serve healthy meals. And now the house looks forward to our meals because we don't do pizza and we don't do, you know, fried chicken, but we're there doing salmon and vegetables and carrot sticks and fruit. And yes, we still do cupcakes, but our meals are things that people look forward to because we want to make sure that we're giving people healthy choices that are tasty. It's not like healthy choices have to be bad, you know. And that's been a real mission. And I've actually worked with some of the other volunteers on other nights and we formed groups to make sure that the it's kind of you to give to the house, but let's make sure that we're doing healthy meals. That you know, is true. People need that, you know. Yeah. In, in nutrition, nutrition goes long way than making someone feel good by eating that cupcake just for five minutes. Yeah. Like, that cupcake is helpful only for five minutes that you're eating it. But if you- But it's a great five minutes. You've got to have a cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> but before, but you've got to have your dinner first. <laughs> yes, But yeah. you know, I mean, you see kids eating, you know, you know, a different, you know, salmon, you know, with vegetables and they love it because you make it, you know, food also stimulate, you know, you have to see it. They say, you know, the presentation. So we work very hard at making sure that those are things that people want to see it. You know, you can make spaghetti out of zucchini curls. You know, people don't realize, you know, there's a lot of things. So you better not put this on. <laughs> my <laughs> husband's not, I'll tell you, my husband's not big on vegetables. So I hide them in food. <laughs> so, so I make turkey meatloaf that I take eggplant and I take zucchini and everything and I, you know, cook it and then I puree it and then I add it to the meatloaf. He has no idea. <laughs> that's so, yeah. That's so a that's, bit you know, shared. Yes. I also put it into breads and muffins and things like that. I think it's the same premise you use with children. But you know, they go, God, this meatloaf is so moist, it's so good. And I go, Oh, I'm glad you like it. But I don't want to spoil the magic. Yeah. 
you you truly are a magician whether it's about you know managing at home or managing at work people everything you are a magician so just I, i'm going to you know before i let you go last question to share your magic if you were to give one piece of advice to aspiring women leaders what would that be well it's hard to give just one <laughs> you know yeah no no no, no. but what i'm saying is you know what be yourself don't try and be like everybody else um i will you know when you go in on an interview but be interested you know do your research find out about a company before you come in find out about people you know you have to be engaged when you interview you know for a job or even when you meet people for the first time, you want to have some kind of a commonality to them. You know, you want to have something that that makes them interested. I can remember being in someone's office and I looked around and had all these amazing horse pictures and all of the awards were the National Arabian Society, the National, you know, all. Of so I said to him, the horse behind you, that's an amazing Arabian, that is the most gorgeous horse. And it really truly was. And he went on and on. And the guy with me when we left said, how did you know that was an Arabian? I said, I wouldn't know a horse that stepped on me, but everything said National Arabian Society. And obviously that's an interest of him. Be interested, find out about people. You will be pleasantly surprised, you know? And if you go in to meet somebody for the first time, right now you can Google them, find out something about them. What if they just got an award? What if they just celebrated 50 years with the company? What if they, you know, had something that's really unique about them? Find out, share it. People want you to be interested in them and then they will be interested in you. And you'll meet a lot of nice people. Absolutely, thank you. And it seems like your life mantra of you know, I, I'm sure you never had to learn it or you never had to do it intentionally because that's your nature that you are interested in people. You I got it from my dad. My dad. My dad would get into an elevator full of strangers. They go down five floors. He had a whole new, you know, whole new friends because my dad was interested in people. So I give that credit to my, my dad. I give credit for being on time to my mom but I gave my personality to my dad. That's such a a wonderful thing. And I'm thankful to both of them. And I'm very thankful to you for giving your time for, and sharing so much. Thank you so much, Fran. Thank you for being here and thank you for talking to us. I will see you in Maine. (laughs) Can't wait, can't, absolutely can't wait. Okay, bye.